Thought Bubble Audio. Hi and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk, the podcast devoted to the CBS TV series Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is the lone survivor of his home planet, Tim. I'm big, I'm green, and I look amazing on television. Oh my god, my friend. Uh, Okay, so I was watching 10 minutes behind you, okay? Yes. So we're just going to talk about... We're just gonna talk about. We'll, we'll do all that. We'll add a format slightly. Oh yeah, we're, you know, we're throwing whatever. out the rundown tonight. We yeah. are we are recording uh, mere forty five minutes after the episode aired here on the East Coast, and we are super excited, super pumped. We wanted to get this out as fast as possible to you guys because we were geeking out. So we're just uh, throwing out the rundown. We're just gonna talk freeform about the episode, and uh, and I hope you guys enjoy because we just we just needed to talk about it to someone immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was texting oh, friends who don't watch the show but are fans of the Martian Manhunter. And I was like, you better watch the show now. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, um, so let's, I guess we'll start with the big green elephant in the room. Yeah. The fact that I am the smartest man alive. Oh, uh, you, you and called it. I called you it. You called it. You called it. I called it months ago. ago. Now I was yeah, like, yeah, obviously he's the Martian Manhunter because my joke is funny. <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, the old bait and switch. So Ugh. many things make sense. So many things make sense. Like it, it, a lot of it, a lot of the pieces fit um, maybe more than they should, but they do. And and oh, man, what a fantastic, fantastic job that they have done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. OK, so let's. Okay, so let's let's talk about the reveal. Or I don't even know where to start. Okay, I don't know so, where to begin. Um, well, recently, ComicBook.com released an interview with some showrunners. Yes. Um, and by yes. recently, I mean you know in the time between this episode aired and now, um, mm-hmm. in which we were recording. And apparently, they were saying, uh, Kreisberg is saying that the the original idea was that he was just going to be Hank Henshaw. Hank Henshaw. Right. That David Harewood would just play Hank Henshaw. And then they were talking on set after the pilot. So it was, in, oh, Andrew Kreisberg and it was, um, Jeff Johns and Greg Berlanti. And they were all just kind of standing there and they were like, oh, I mean, would it be, wouldn't David Harewood make a great Martian Manhunter if we ever did that kind of show? Ha <laughs> 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 What? But wait. Um, and then so they started to plug in all the ideas of what they had laid down in the pilot and where everything that was where everything that was going. And then all of a sudden that led us to, oh, my God, it still all works. We can do this. It it, it really does work. It really, really does work. Um, oh, it, perfectly. I mean, arguably even it works better than just original cyborg Superman idea of like, ooh. I'm angry because I'm angry or, you know, like whatever the reason is, um, mm-hmm. whatever the reason his cyborg Superman's motivations originally are kind of loosey goosey. they're, you know, like, Oh, I lost my wife. I lost my friends and our freak fantastic Curse four you, type Superman. accident. Say it again. Yeah. Curse you Superman. Yes, exactly. It's classic nineties. Curse you Superman. Right. Um, but all that, all that aside, Martian Manhunter, it's, it's still saying, like, I lost my family, and now yeah. I'm upset. Yeah. And I and called his, it from day one. I said, you you're did. the Martian Manhunter. What better perfect place to hide than amongst this organization of, you know, hunting down aliens? Because that's what the Manhunter does. Hashtag Tim was right, man. I mean, wow. Yeah, you called it. You called it weeks and weeks ago, and I, I bow down before you. Uh, you... You uh, you got this one. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And I am going to be asking you what you think first now before I have any opinions from now on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is really a gem in the rough, if you will. Um, oh. <laughs> he went there, folks. I did. I did. And so... We get a couple of things in this in this or in this whole episode that even kind of leads up to this like, hey, he's the Martian Manhunter thing. Yes. You know, yes. we have Henshaw talking to Jem 
you know, when he says, oh, you're trying to use your psychic powers on me. Well, that's not going to work, i.e. because the Martian Manhunter is psychic, obviously. Um, right. right. So, so he's that. immune, to, he's immune to that kind of thing. He's immune to that kind of psychic attack. Yes, exactly. Or he, he's not really immune to it, but at least he knows how to defend himself. Right. Um. So, I mean, there's that. But on top of on top of that. There's also, um, there's also like if he was the cyborg, he would be immune because he would be a cyborg. So it's still playing with you even at the beginning of the episode. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So, so you have that and you have, you know, Jem saying, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm going to take out your family. I'm going to take out your family. Boom, boom. Cannoli, blah, blah, whatever he says. Um, and he says, like, if there are any of them left. It's like mm-hmm. mm, crushing defeat because um, this is the second time <laughs> Hank Henshaw has mentioned his wife now. Yes. You know, but now we've got the whole family because traditionally John Jones, his real Martian name is uh, he's a family man. He's got he's got kids. He's got a wife, the whole the whole nine yards or he was a family man. Sadness. Oh, yeah. And so so we get all that and we have him going out on his own and being like, you know, I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I never thought even when I wasn't totally, you know, like he's a cyborg, he's not whatever. I never really bought into that. Oh, but he's evil. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really either. I, I couldn't really see how he could be evil, given what what we've seen about him. Like, it'd be kind of a stretch mm-hmm. for him to be evil. So, I yeah, I did find it kind of hard to believe. But, you know, there was always a possibility. That's the remote possibility. But, you know, it was it was possible. So, they, they did a really good job of keeping us guessing, because I changed my mind, like, two or three different times. Yeah. Yeah, I did, um, too. And this was my brilliant yeah. theory. So... I mean, yeah, amongst yeah. other people who millions of other people who watch the show who also sure. thought the same thing, but still, sure, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely, um, yeah, no, this was this was a widely held theory across the internet. Many of you listening, uh, you know, wrote into us or tweeted at us and stuff with with that theory, but yeah, you guys are right. I gotta I gotta admit when I'm wrong, and uh, and I am definitely wrong on this one. So I don't know. I, I'm I was, was really good. excited by it. It was good. It was a damn good reveal. He looked amazing. Yeah, let's talk about that. We can go back and talk about the other things as we yeah. go. But this, I mean, there are a lot of comic book accurate. There are a lot of comic book accurate costumes. You know, I mean, Supergirl is ripped from the page, you know, and, you know, even Flash and um, Grill Grodd, King Shark, Green Arrow, you know, Rachel, like these shows, Berlanti shows do a really good job at being like, this is what they look like on the page. This is what they look like in your hearts and on our screen. You know, that's right. Um, but this, his reveal even though I, I saw it coming a mile away at the beginning, even at the beginning of their discussion, his discussion with Alex, I was like, oh, this is absolutely where it's going. Cause yeah, me too. When you texted me, because I was 10 minutes, I was watching 10 minutes behind you. When you texted me, all caps, are you watching Supergirl right now? And I was like, Martian Manhunter. Oh, this is it. This is the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. I knew that for whatever reason, I like, because we knew episode seven was big because when we talked to david harewood he said episodes episode seven is going to be big you know and um that was <laughs> that and i so when you text me that i was like freaking martian man i knew it i knew it so i just wanted to like fast forward through the episode to be like i want to get to this moment um so they teleplayed it uh um but when he turned his reveal i i haven't been that excited about a comic book anything in almost ever I I think I have to agree. Like I, I I think I was almost as excited watching that reveal as I was watching like the Smallville series finale, like yes, the shirt like, rip at the end of. I yeah. was so freaking excited, and my fiance I don't think has ever seen me geek out like that at something. She's never like been with me when something like that happened. It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's too late. Yeah, um, it's it's too late. Um, but she, she got to see me, you know, freaking out as, as he was revealing more and more and, and, you know, parceling out more and more. And I was like, oh, that's definitely, that's definitely Martian Man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Say Sean Jones. Ah, he said it. Like, I, I just, I lost it. And, and I even, I was tweeting, you know, live tweeting with, 
from the TV Supergirl account, and uh, and the fan reactions were just you know crazy. Everyone was so excited. Yeah, even people who didn't know who he was were excited. You know what I mean? Like that's it was just awesome. That kind of moment where you can tell this is huge. This is well, yeah, I mean, the camera angle alone tells you that it's huge. Oh yeah, that great yeah. shot. It's such a great upshot of him. How big he is, and oh man. Oh, now I'm gonna look at him. CG or David Harewood? Um, I, I I think maybe like a motion capture of David Harewood. I'm gonna say Could- the suit is David Harewood, but the face is CG. Okay, I don't know because he is like he grows to be taller suddenly, right? Like we watch him get taller, so I don't know if the whole suit is him. I, you That's know, why I'm but, saying motion capture. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure. Like really, I went, during the commercial, I went back all. and rewatched that scene. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just while I was to waiting for you, while I was waiting for you to log on, I went back and yeah. watched it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um. Uh, what do you call it? I was thinking visual effect, just because I know that in this interview that I, I spoke about with Kreisberg, he said that they went to Armin Kevorkian, who is the visual mm-hmm. effects guy behind Gorilla Grodd and King Shark on Flash. And mm-hmm. those are all CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we know this is at least partially CG. At least partially. But I'm just like, if you look at the picture of the suit, great great radio, you know, look at this picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if it's you look at comicbook.com, pic- tomorrow I'm sure it'll be all over the internet. But yeah, um, if you look at it, it looks like it looks like a suit. It doesn't. You're right. I mean, it looks right. like he's wearing somebody's wearing something. Even the way that the breastplate falls in front around the like around the pecs, but then there's a back part to it, and like all the stuff. It it looks like you can move in it, which makes right. me think that it it's him. I mean, it looks practical. Arnold Schwarzenegger looked freaking ginormous in the Terminator, and that's just a bunch of upshots and boxes. You know what yep. I mean? Guy who looks seven feet tall, but he's not. You know, so that stuff is that's easy camera trickery. But his face, though, is one of the most comic accurate things I've ever seen. I know. Ever. I, I know. Just, oh, the, like even like the the indents in the the way that his the way that his skull caves in on itself and his cheekbones and the ridges on the back, like the whole thing. Everything, because remember, you you remember when Martian Manhunter showed up in, you remember when Martian Manhunter showed up in Smallville, right? Yeah, that that he get he gets hit with that beam. You have to is it the the Justice Society episode? You know, I'm talking like Uh, Martian Manhunter was on for a while, but he gets hit with that beam and he's like falling through, and you finally see him green. That's the only time you ever see him green. Right. That was. I think it was the Justice Society two parter. That's a Halloween costume compared to what I'm watching, like <laughs> yeah. right now. And that and that got the, me excited. Don't get me wrong. At, at the time, that was like, yeah, that was the most screen accurate Martian Manhunter we'd seen. It was the only live action right Martian Manhunter we'd really seen. For exactly. And he was still in like his street clothes with his gun right. holsters that were red and stuff like that. We were we were still bridging this gap to what we're looking at today. That's right. This is the Martian Manhunter short of a cape, which honestly, looking at this, I don't care about the cape. Oh, I don't care either. And and honestly, we may see him again, and we may see him with a cape in the future. Yeah, but you know what? I, we didn't see Red Tornado with a cape either, but he looked great in motion, too. That's didn't true. Matter, you know That's what I mean? True. Didn't matter. So, but just what? Oh, it's so good. It's so good looking. And, okay, so this is the other reason that I thought this is the other reason that I thought that he was that when you texted me and, and I said, "Oh, it's Martian Manhunter," because Jem, this uh, this is a little co- this is a little comic stuff for everybody. Jem spelled J E M M. In case anybody mm-hmm. needs to um, Google him, Jem um, is a psychic who is from Saturn. Okay, um, but Jem first appeared in eighty four um, uh, in the comics, but the story behind him is that the the descent the people from Saturn are genetically altered Martians, right? Okay. And that was when I saw um, when I saw where they were going with Jem versus Henshaw, and Henshaw were like taking on Jem. I started to think like, okay, this is 
I know that we're going to find out the truth about Henshaw in this episode. If it's Henshaw squaring off against Jim, a, a son of Saturn, then that makes me think that we're about to see him be Martian Manhunter. Right. That makes that, that was like like ev- yeah. They were like laying out the breadcrumbs this whole episode. You know, like like, and and my suspicions were getting more and more confirmed with everything that they showed us about him. Right. I agree. Well, did you did you know that like that 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 the residents of Saturn in D- in the DC universe are genetically modified Martians, like put there by I, I, the Martians. I didn't know that actually. No, yeah. I did not know that. Um, but, but just the idea of like, well, Martian versus someone from Saturn, like uh, that seems like a likely, a likely pairing. See, that's funny. You took it even at as more like at it's like simple, like as a simplistic yep. base and it still yep. read just fine. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just now. How often do you think we're going to see him in this form? Now that we watched, now that this happened, my guess is we're not going to see him like this again until maybe the series finale or some other big episode. So I would agree with you normally, but I'm thinking only because so many things. Something we've said almost every week on this podcast is, "Wow, I didn't think they'd do that so soon, or this so soon, or everything seems to be happening sooner than we expect it." And now that we have a full twenty episode pickup, maybe they'll they'll decompress a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him before this this season finale. Hmm. Will Will Kara find out? Uh, certainly she will sooner or later, but I don't you know. I don't know how soon she will. Um, but I feel like we may see him need to, you know, bust out back into Martian form to save somebody, maybe to save Kara or, or someone, um, at some point. Right. Well, we're gonna. There's a couple of this raises a couple of questions. He has a dialogue with Alex that raises a few questions. Um, one, um, one being he says that. Only one other person knows that he is, in fact, John Jones of Mars and now Alex. So that's two. But he doesn't want Kara to know. Um, so my guess is that Superman knows. That's that's just my understanding. I'm guessing the same. Yeah. OK. So but it, but let's say it is Superman. Why wouldn't he care why would he care if Kara knows or doesn't know? Wouldn't that make her feel better to know that she's working with another almost last survivor, even though Kara's got like tons of survivors of Krypton hanging around with her, as we saw at the end of, ep- of the episode? He may not fully trust her yet. Yeah, you know, he, he does. May- he has always been standoffish with her since. Since the since first the, part. Yeah. Since, since the start. The yeah. Yeah. Um, but so maybe there's maybe he doesn't fully trust her yet because martian manhunter in the new 52 more specifically is a little less friendly yes than what people might be accustomed to him with maybe with justice league or justice league unlimited or yes yeah he's not as friendly and he's like he's got a tenuous relationship with a lot of the justice league but he's not really like hey i'm your friend you know what i mean yeah, in the Justice League cartoons that we all remember as kids, he was kind of a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, absolutely. I mean, he was he could I mean he was badass, but but he was kind of a teddy bear um in a lot of ways. Um he was very very like and like the slightest mention of like his wife and he would just like start crying and like have a flashback. Um <laughs> whereas in New 52 <laughs> I mean, am I right? I mean, yeah. Come on. I mean, um, but kind of. Yeah. In his in his title in the new fifty two, um, he you know he kicks all kinds of butt and he just he is, uh, he is no joke. He is not someone to mess around with. Yeah. Uh, and I, it seems like they're you know they're taking a lot of nods from the, from the new fifty two in this show so far. Everything from the solar flare you know on up. So um, it seems like they're they're going with more of the you know badass rogue. Um, Martian Manhunter who can take care of himself. Right. Well, there's um, this New Fifty Two thing raises a couple of questions, like you said, because the his New Fifty Two origin is different than the original one. The original is that he is a last survivor of last green survivor of Mars. There are two types right. of Martians: is the green Martians and the white Martians. White are generally aggressive and evil and whatever mm-hmm. else in the green are more passive blah 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 um so but he was he was accidentally beamed to earth 
by an experimental beam by Dr. Erdl. Um, and mm-hmm. when he shows up, when he shows up in Gotham in, in the observatory, he gives the poor doctor a heart attack and, you know, like the guy dies and so on and so forth. And so he kind of is like, stuck on earth and kind of learns to live on earth he becomes a you know a detective and blah 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 all these different things um founding member of the justice league um so on and so forth yeah um but the new 52 one he is spoilers for martian manhunter comics is that okay can we talk about this yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Um it was really good everybody, but um it's so good. He, he has been created as like a weapon of mass destruction for the Martians. So there are no other Martians quite like him. He is he's not really the last survivor of Mars, but he is the only one of his kind. Um which is a little different. I kind of like the original one better. I like the original, like, John Jones family man. I like this, like, weapon of mass destruction thing, but I also like the family man, John Jones. So, right. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe they'll do a combination. I don't know. Yeah. This, this whole thing also leaves Cyborg, um, Dean Kane, Cyborg Superman, Dean Kane, op- like, wide open. Just saying. <laughs> you are hoping for that thing, man. And listen, you've been right once now, so I can't really argue with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have the better track record here between the two of us. I'd be very surprised if they hired, would be surprised just if they hired Dean Kane to be the father and be like no we killed you off off screen so we're never going to use you again you know what i mean like no i do know what you mean yeah i I just would i would find that very i find that very odd quick pause here to tell you about one of our sponsors uh supergirl tv talk is brought to you this week and every week uh this season so far uh by the great supergirl.tv it's a great source for all of your supergirl news um right now their spoilers page is really on fire they're really nailing things over there uh they are by fans they're for fans Really excited um, to be sponsored by SuperEarl.tv. I go there uh, every day and get my my biggest and best SuperEarl news there, and, and we share a lot of it on our Twitter. Um, they have a great Twitter account as well. Um, Supergirl TV site, definitely a, a must-follow if you're a big fan of, of the show. Um, also, a really cool thing you're doing now is they have a, a music page um, that's uh, they kind of chronicle every song that's on the show and they put up links to where you can find those songs so you can listen to them and enjoy them um, anywhere you are. So uh, thank you so much to Supergirl.tv and at Supergirl TV site uh, for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk this week. So do you want to dive into the rest of the episode or do you, wanna, do you have anything else to say about Martian Manhunter? I, if I do, I will think of it as we go along. But yes, let's definitely dive into the the kind of the meat of the rest of the episode because there is a lot actually going on here. Yeah. Um, should we? So let's start with. So Kara lost her powers uh, two days ago, as the beginning of the episode, um, from that solar flare in her battle against Red Tornado, and now she's kind of dealing with how to, you know, how, how to live without powers, and she's you know bumping into things and getting hurt and. You know, she breaks her arm and all, all all these things. She's she's learning how to be a regular person, um, and trying to figure out how to get back to being herself. She's trying to get. She's got this human for a day complex. I'm gonna say you said solar flare. Do we really want to call that a solar flare? I know they did, but there was no flaring. So I mean, they called it that, so that's what it was. I, I know, but uh, you had problems with this since I first like mentioned it as a possibility last week. Yeah, I did. We even <laughs> texted about it, and I like, we but did, it was yeah. very even indirectly like it's not a solar flare. Like that's great if they want to use it, but she didn't flare. She just shot her heat vision. Okay, I mean, it, maybe solar flares look different in this in this uh, you know in the show than they do I mean, on, in the comics. I mean, heat vision looks different. Solar flares, like yes, like that's fine. I mean, maybe the point is the point yeah. is the solar flare <laughs> is is a new power that was introduced within the last like year and a half in Superman comics, and the power is that he can you know create this burst of energy that you know can take out everything in the in, in a radius around him and whenever he does that it it zaps all his powers for a, a set period of time until he can recharge from the yellow sunlight of, of our sun right um, the show gave a 48 this, hour mark 48 hour window and according to the show yeah i'm not sure it's the same window in the comics but that's neither here nor there i um, don't i'm 
fairly positive that it is not the case. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Um, but anyway, the here, okay, it wasn't a big like like you know electromagnetic pulse type, uh, an atomic bomb type uh, burst. Um, but it the the fact remains she she used so much energy in that fight that it it took out her opponent and and zapped all her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the same concept is there. It looks different than it does in the comics. Yes, it does. But heat vision looks different here than it ever has in the comics too. That's true. Um, I'll, I'll so, give you that. I just it doesn't. It just looked like she was using the same power more intensely. So it's yeah, odd to yeah. call it a new power. But I I agree with that. I agree with that. But they did refer to it as solar flare. So yeah, you're yeah, right. That's, that's what. That's maybe what they it's like it a, maybe it was like a tiny middle solar flare, and like there'll be a bigger one later. Or who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they were saving their budget for Martian Manhunter. Okay, you know, and if that's what the, if that's the if that's the toss up, that's what I have to sacrifice. Then <laughs> yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't care. Do it again. It's totally fine. I like this whole storyline, and we've seen this before in Superman stories as well. But I like seeing the way they did it here, of seeing that Kara is supergirl not because of her powers but it's it is who she is mm-hmm. it, she has the, the the traits and qualities of a hero um regardless of uh regardless of of having her powers or not um that's not what makes her supergirl um that's just what that's those are the things that let her do the extraordinary things she does but her desire to help people is there even when she doesn't have powers yep yeah i agree i thought this sh- this I mean, the Martian Manhunter thing clinched it for me, but this all the way up through has been, this has absolutely been my favorite episode so far. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think it, I, this hits a lot of, this hits a lot of notes. Uh, it hits a lot of good notes. I mean, the, it, the classic, I lost my powers. I need to learn what it's like to be human or about myself or blah, blah, blah. That has been. We've seen that a bunch before, not necessarily on this show, but in other superhero shows previously. There's a lot of I lost my powers. That's pretty that's pretty par for the course. Um, But she remembers what it's like to be a regular person already. It's like she wasn't like it's not a Superman like, oh, my God, I've never coughed before, you know. Um, So for her, like you said, this is this is the big, you know, I, you know. I put on the costume, I'm the same person. I put on the glasses, I'm the same person. I'm just inherently a good person, which we've talked about right. even since the first episode. And this is a this is a television show in which you're watching a protagonist that doesn't have ulterior motives. She's just a good person. She's just good for the sake of being good because she wants to be good, and that's that's just it. She wants to do the right thing. That's right. Um, and and so watching her, for example, not being able to save um, that woman's dad. When Maxwell Lord was was you know diagnosing what kind of you know he had internal bleeding and that he wasn't going to make it, mm-hmm. um, watching her sort of powerlessly not not be able to help, trying to use her 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 powers to save this guy's life and not be able to do it, um, watching her learn that lesson sort of the hard way that like this is reality. Um, that was really that was some powerful stuff. That was some you know heart heart wrenching stuff. There was um, a lot of heart wrenching stuff in this episode. There was. And it almost kind of hit you out of left field, because um, there was that there was that whole thing, um, and but then you also get the James backstory at the same time. That's right, um, and the whole thing of his father uh, dying in the Gulf and all these different things. And he's what he said. Whenever he said, "And I never put the camera down, or I never stopped taking pictures, or whatever," he said, I was like, "Oh, the feels." I know feels for the sexiest James Olsen in the entire world. Like, (laughs) Oh, um, and so actually, and it's funny because of that. And, and then there was the hug with, there was their, the, the Kara and James's hug. I was really not on Wynn's side in this episode. Like at, from that moment on. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Um, his whole like hug shaming her, like, come on, dude. Like, what's what? So what? So she like so what? Yeah, they didn't <laughs> like kiss. He, they hugged. yeah 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 exactly. Not he allowed took it. to hug your friends. Like, I mean, granted, she was hugging him like she wanted her head on his chest I mean, forever, but still, yeah. I mean, she, 
she was enjoying it, but like, come on, you know that she has feelings for the guy. That you would not, you would not say that to a guy. You know, you would not give a guy that much of a hard time for for hugging a, a, a girl like that. Um, no, but if anything, if anything, he should be giving James a hard time because James is the one with the girlfriend. Yeah, it's but but he's lashing out at her because he has feelings for her. He doesn't when doesn't have feelings for right. James. No, you're right. But still like that. I, I didn't I didn't agree with him at all for uh, for being so harsh with her. No, I didn't either. And I feel like we're going to there's going to be something where that gets revisited, not in a good way for anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like maybe that dad's going to come. That's when maybe dad's going to come to town or, you know, like there's going to be, I don't think that's going to be resolved next episode. Right. I, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. That might, that might take some time. Uh, I, I'm going to, yeah, no, based on what we know about next week's episode, just from the, the, the promos and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, no, it's not going to get resolved next week. It's going to, it's going to carry on into the second half of the season. Yeah. I think that's going to be dangling, which I mean, again, it gives him something to do, but at the same time, like, I'm not thrilled with that. I wasn't thrilled with his, I wasn't thrilled with that call to, for that. I'm like, you, you should be better than this. But he also is kind of immature, and he has been since the first time we've met him. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe this is just that is kind of par for where he is in his life right now. And but it's not okay. I'm not okay with it. I agree. I agree. I'm not okay with it. No. Um, that was uh, yeah. I I don't know if I really win is a little bit. Is, is is not really living up to what I had hoped for um, so far. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the way they're writing him. I'm hoping that in the second half of the season, we will see a better, more... I mean, he's very likable, um, and he's very, you know, funny, and he, you know, he's kind of the... He's the bow-tie-wearing Jimmy Olsen, you know, that we're used to from the mm-hmm. comics in a lot yep. of ways. Um, but uh, I don't... I don't really, you know, I feel like there's something missing uh, from the way they've characterized him so far. So I hope to see that, um, see his character fleshed out a little bit more in in the second half of the season. Yeah, me too. And I just, I just don't want to see him go down some weird dark road that doesn't feel justified just because they didn't know what to do with him. They kind of, maybe they backed themselves into a corner they didn't know how to get out of or yeah, that's just what I'm worried about which i mean which makes me also guess care about the character i've said before i really i really like the character but he he does it does feel like uh he's fumbling around like you're not quite sure where to go with him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with that yes. yeah yes um and it's unfortunate but but hopefully they will hopefully they have a plan and, and we'll see that play out um so let's uh, so cat Cat actually had some really interesting stuff this week as well. Um, having to be the um, throw the moral backbone and and the she was a hero in her own way, kind of giving people hope when when Supergirl wasn't there. Having faith that Supergirl would come back and that you know we need to act admirably, we need to act uh, the way that she would want us to. And um, I thought that was really really great it was for her to i agree do that i agree it was a really good paralleled scene too because you're ta- she's talking about supergirl being an inspiration as we all need to be inspirations for each other while a depowered supergirl is being an inspiration for it was really in less capable hands it could have been heavy-handed i think mm-hmm. um but it this wasn't played out and it wasn't played for like a is super going to get shot kind of tension it was played for is she going to be enough of an inspiration to make this person do the right thing that's right yeah it, that's right yeah it, yeah it played in a it played in a different way which i really like because it's both of them talking about and now also a good parallel this is two women talking about being an inspiration Mm. This is not like being, you know, being shown. There's, this is not, you know, James saving the day or uh, Henshaw saving the day or Maxwell Lord saving, or, you know, none of they did. They had their, all of them had their own moments, but this is a power, two powerful women show like inspiring a city to be better. That's right. Yeah. That was, this is very forward. The whole, I mean, we've talked about this before. It almost feels like being, you know, beating a dead horse, but um, 
which is something we would never do because I wouldn't even know where to get a dead horse. But, I love horses. Yeah, me too. My favorite <laughs> is the ones that change color. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to sing the song. I'm not going to sing the song. I'm not okay, going don't, to sing just the don't. song. Okay. Um, I liked I liked that whole interplay. There was a lot of. There, I've talked again. I'm going to again talking about saying things I've said before. There's a lot of the tragedy of the super family, but you know I'm not going to repeat what it is again. You have to go back to previous episodes. Um, <laughs> but um, this time it was. It was omniscience without presence or powers. It's like a step. It's a step further. It's a deeper tragedy because it's the now instead of like, I want to help and save people. Now it's the I remember what it was like being like to save people. It's almost almost like maybe like like an elderly firefighter going by a fire and being like, I can't help those people. Like I'm too, I'm too old or, or a police officer or a, a, you know, a a doctor with, you know, I don't know, memory loss or, you know, like these things, like I wish I could still help people, but I can't because now I am and her in a weird way. It's almost like her version of being handicapped. Yep. Yep, it is a is a kind of handicap for her. Yep. Yeah, and and yeah, that's the, I like the fireman analogy a lot. That's 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 really good. That's really good. Yeah, because it's like I I want to help. I know how to help, but I am not able to help. Yeah, and it pains me to just kind of sit here as a bystander and watch and not be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, great analogy, good one there. Yeah, well, um, you should be an educator. I should. Um, yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, I'll like, try it one day. I, you should, yeah, one day. Reach for the stars, man. Reach for the stars. The, for the big yellow star. The stars the of Mars. Like, anyway, continue. Just, oh. Um, yeah, I, that that scene with the cat um, and Kara interplay was... I, just, now, I, I always I use, use my fiancé as like the, the sounding board. She is, she is a normal. She is a... <laughs> She is not a, a geek like we are. Um, she doesn't really know these characters. Um, so so watching her um, enjoy that scene so much and really she found that very powerful. And then the scene with um, Henshaw telling Alex, I promise I'd never let anything happen to you. I would raise you as or, you know, protect you like my own daughter. Um, that also gave her the feels. So seeing that, I'm like, OK, so normal people can appreciate this, too. This is not just because I'm obsessed with these characters. The normies um, can appreciate that's good no but that's good because you're right because we're two fans we're too deep into it to see it you know right you know just as it is as a television show we we've got too much history with these characters to you know to care if or to know if people care if martian manhunter shows up or if he said like i made a promise to your father to treat you as my own daughter but he's a guy who lost a daughter so he's reclaiming a daughter of his own to someone who's lost a father it's like oh it's so good it's so good i know and and she doesn't even know that. See, she doesn't she doesn't have any of that. And yet she was still like te- like actually tearing up hearing him say that and getting really really and getting emotional hearing him say that. So and that's without knowing she clearly like loves this man or at least cares deeply about this man to begin with. And then so for him to trust her with this secret and then on top of that say like I promised your father I would protect you like a daughter. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a lot. That's a man you look up to to be like you're like a daughter to me. That's and like she's literally looking up to him at that point. It's not even like that's right because he's that's really right. big. Um, yep. Oh, he's so big, so tall, so <laughs> so martially green. handsome. Um, so, <laughs> um, couple things I I run I pointed I. <laughs> sometimes I like to talk and occasionally I use words. Um, <laughs> Um, Sometimes I like to talk, and occasionally I use words. Yeah, I, these are a couple of things that I just noticed as the show went on that I just want to ramble for a second here. I think it's a new DEO symbol in the Batcave, um, mm. but I couldn't tell the one that's above the table. I can't remember what the last one looked like, but I saw it a couple of times today. I said that one might be different than the one that was originally there, but I couldn't tell. Um, I haven't gone back to look. One. Irony from Hank Hentra, who says, you know, be normal like the rest of us. I lolled. Um, I also lolled at Stupid Red Tornado, um, which was a great mm. line from Kara. 
Um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there are little, there are little, um, super family S's in the multi-purpose, um, uh, Pentagon room. Did you notice that room was used three separate times for three separate reasons yes. today? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was very nice. It was used to store gem. It was used as the, um, fortress of solitude, the room of solitude. And it was used at the end to reveal the big secret. It's the same room with different lighting. Oh, that is the same room, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same. I'm looking at well, the actually, right I think now. that's the gem room that he's in. So I guess it's only been used twice. Okay, um, okay, but uh, but still, yes, yeah, the same room. But if you look on the wall, the little um, pentagons that are there, um, there's an S in some of them. Ooh, the, the super crest is in some of them in the uh, the room of the room of solitude, whatever you want to call it, um, the library, the Kryptonian library. Um, yeah, it was just cool. I just I thought that was a, that was a nice touch I hadn't noticed before. It just gives the room a little bit more character. So I liked it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. Time for another quick sponsor break. Uh, this time I'm here to talk about InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Uh, great places to get your comic books and your uh, trade paperbacks online at a hell of a, of a great discount. Uh, we're talking 45% discounts for some things uh, and and everything from all your favorite publishers. And that's whether you're DCB service, as in discount comic book service, if you are uh, a, a reader of weekly comics, and in-stock trades if you prefer the collected editions. Uh, for example, I'm looking right now at Martian Manhunter, Son of Mars, um, which is written by John Ostrander with art by Tom Mandrake. And it is uh, the uh, 1990s, late 90s uh, origin story of Martian Manhunter himself, uh, as we were talking about in in today's podcast. And uh, this is where uh, he comes to Earth and we find out how he got here from Mars and sort of the secret uh, identity that he takes on and and all of that. Um, A really, really... uh, great way to, to get a start on this character if you want to kind of understand him better and and you know what made him what made him sort of the uh the character that he is today um this book normally sells for 19.99 but you say 45 percent at in stock trades and it's only 10.99 great way to jump on board and, and get the history of this character um so uh, remember you can save 45% or more. Um, you can even, if you like to read your comics digitally, like I do and like Tim does, you can get those too from uh, going to dcbservice.com and go through their portal. You can buy all your comicsology and, and digital comics, uh, at my digital comics, those places and, and go through their portal, save 5%, get 5% back, um, for your next DCB service purchase. So, um, really great deal. We're really glad to have them sponsoring us. So thank you so much to instocktrades.com and dcbservice.com for sponsoring Supergirl TV talk today. Do you have a cat grant quote of the week? I in fact do now really, um, you know, really the cat grant quote of the week should be that whole, speech that she gave on tv yeah. the inspiring speech that she gave mm-hmm. um i didn't want to write that I had down pegged, yeah yeah I'm, I, that's too long so what i had pegged as the cat grant quote of the week before right before that speech happened was when she's talking to win and she says normally i would fire you and replace you instantly but we're short-staffed so instead i'll inspire you." that is exactly the one that i wrote down yes fantastic yeah that one was yes. great it was spot on the whole thing he's like i yes. broke I, bro- I broke it yeah I broke something. I, I, I broke something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she could, and she kept calling him like, you know, Wit and Wick and all these all these other names. I love um, it. He's I kind of like this. He's on- got a weird name. She went from not <laughs> noticing, not knowing who he was at all, to yes. not quite getting his name right. Right. He's in the it's, club. It's which is Wick and Kira. Mm-hmm. I love I, it. I love this. I love this thing where she doesn't even like know who he is, though. Like this ongoing repeating joke, and I kind of hope that there'll be one more time. Where she doesn't rep- like this is this will be funny for one more time. They can they can they can have that one more time for me, and I will still laugh at it. You if they like, want to use it. You mean like you know she does the who are you, and he's like I was in your office last week. Yeah, I, like, I was literally I, was I like, literally put you on TV last week. Yep, yep, I'm with you. Um, do you have any thoughts on the earthquake? I thought the devastation was really well done. It was really well done. Um, I thought. It, I don't say this lightly. Um, I it, it reminded me a, maybe a little bit too much of nine eleven. Um, with considering the, it was a natural kind of, disaster, I'm right there with uh, you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, 
But I mean, like the the before you even find out, like whether it's just a natural, it's just a natural yes. disaster, or it's something yes. or something. The whole time, I felt like there's something bigger going on with this earthquake. Yes, me too. Yeah, but but I mean, like, so seeing the destruction that was happening, and then the elevator scene in particular, um, those two things put together made me feel like it was a little like, especially after a few weeks ago where they reversed episodes, um, you know, out of out of respect to a, a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. It felt a little too on the nose for me as somebody who kind of you know, I I mean, I was I, I remember it very vividly, and I was in New York when it all happened, and and you know, I have a lot of friends who who lost people, so I, I that felt a little too real a little too close to home um that scene for me but i might be i might be a, a little oversensitive to it i don't know but that that stuff the way that they handled that um felt a little too close to home but um, um i don't know i don't know what did you think I don't know. The, it was in the back of my mind like the whole time for sure um particularly at the beginning when you see the skyscrapers and all that stuff but i mean by the time the episode ended i wasn't it was just, it was what it was. It was a natural disaster, um, which is, which just brings in a whole different kind of flood of memories, stuff like Katrina and things like that. Um, and so it, I think there needs to be maybe a line in our brains where we say, like, we're watching a television show where there are going to be stakes. And when there are episodes without stakes, we complain that it would be boring and, you know, like nothing happened. But, but when there are, we go, oh, well, you know, you, you can't you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So we, we're drawing we draw a weird line now. And I think we might just someday have to decide, like, this is OK. This isn't OK, um, because mm-hmm. it, because if it was a terrorist attack on the city, everybody be like, you can't do that. Like that's right. not good. That's you, you know that's that's not something you should have done. But when do you take natural disasters off the table? Like if somebody's trapped in a blizzard, are we going to be like that's you know? Yeah, I remember yeah. it was like it was terrible. You know, blah blah blah. So it's just really, I don't know. We also don't live in a part of the country that has earthquakes on that scale, right? You know what I yeah. mean. You know what I mean. So so to us. Earthquakes are, you know, the worst, one of the worst things that mm. you could think of yep. because we only witness them on, like, from this. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm with you. It still made me a little, there was an uncomfortableness the whole time. Yeah. And I wasn't, I was, it didn't, like, take me out of it completely. I just noticed it and couldn't help but notice it. But I'm not uh, giving them a hard time. I'm just a little, little surprised by some of the imagery they, they went with. But, um, but yeah, I I um yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. No, those are those are real good. Those are good thoughts. Um could we talk about Jem? Uh actually, um we haven't really yeah. we haven't talked about him at all. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um kind of the driving force behind all this stuff. Exactly. Um where where do you want to start? Um let's talk about the general what were your general feelings on the character? Give me give me a word, give me an adjective. Um generic really okay interesting kind of interesting as a villain as a villain kind of generic and just like i will get i will destroy all of you i will destroy national city (laughs) um if he had a mustache he'd be twirling it Mm, that's true that's true but you know saturn's the mustaches grow on their backs and he can't reach it so that's 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 right so they have diamonds in their forehead Mm -hmm. so right um that's funny because i did not feel that way about him i mean certainly his motivations were i want to escape and i will kill you sure like yeah. you know certainly that's probably the motivation of everybody there you know what i mean they are after all trapped and locked up that's true um but i found him quite scary from the start um when they released photos of him i went yeah Okay, but then as soon as he started to talk and he was moving and everything like that, like his voice, I found him quite i I found him quite scary just even watching him. And I mean, not in like a, I'm never watching this episode again, you know, like you know, <laughs> curled gonna, up in your little right, like, I'm gonna have Batman nightmares blanket. tonight, you know, um, holding a baseball bat, you know, like whatever. <laughs> but um, I found I found him frightening the way that they chopped edited together his psychic 
attacks on people and his movements and where he was and what he was doing. And like, I found that I, I, I thought they did a real, real nice job with that as opposed to just like, look, here he comes walking down the hall and he punches him and the guy goes flying down the hall because he's super strong. You know, we avoided those things completely. That's true. I did think that his, you know, the way that they depicted his psychic, um, you know, ability was was really menacing and scary, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was that looked really cool, and he, I thought he looked really cool. I agree that when I first saw photos of him a few weeks ago, I was less than impressed. Looked kind of cartoonish um, mm-hmm. at, at first glance, but actually seeing him in motion again, like Red Tornado, um, you know, seeing him actually moving and acting and and and, and you know in in context. I really, really thought he looked very good and, and again, very comic book accurate. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, very much true. Um, so I, if I learn a lesson from anything on this show that the the pictures never do the thing justice. It's true. Because remember when we saw, Red Tor- we saw Red Tornado and we were like, eh, you know. It's fine. And I saw him in the little ketchup today and he was like in his tornado and he was swirling. And I was like, oh, that was so cool. He looked so good. And so I just, I can't trust the pictures, you know. No, it's true. You know, it's true. Except the pictures if, are... except if James takes them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The pictures are a good, um, you know, general idea of what it's going to look like. But, you know, they're they're never as good as the final product, the finished product. Um, you mentioned James's picture. I loved that photo he took. Yeah, it was very, it was a real nice photo, actually. You know? I would. I would love, I would love that photo. It's like a wallpaper. That's such a cool picture, um, and really captured the moment really nicely. Mm. I, um, I actually very much like that in the photo. It still even looks like her arm is broken, like she's holding it strained. I liked that whole thing, which was kind of holding it behind her, and it was shaking mm-hmm. and all of that. But um, I like that if you really analyze the photo, you could tell something was a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, that was. That was nice. It was, but it it was re- yeah. It was it was well done. I wonder who really took that photo. Yeah, because they took the a nice photo. Yeah, that is a nice boulder. It makes me wonder. Will like Maxwell Lord analyze that photo and figure out you know that he was right that she was that she was incapacitated somehow. Um, yep. and speaking of of Maxwell Lord, they really cemented him as the Lex Luthor of this show. So much. This so much. So much. Episode. Oh so my much. goodness. Yeah. Um, uh, the, he might even be more full of himself than Lex Luthor generally is. He may be. Yeah. He actually, in terms of that, in terms of his, his ego, you might actually be right. Um, I was thinking in terms of like his being a genius and, you know, kind of a Renaissance man and everything. Like I but, did but med school ab- in a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but, but you're right in terms of ego, he might be more egotistical than than Lex Luthor himself is. Oh yeah, there was nothing like when he's like I want to know like show them who's really saving him. He hands them like the Lord Enterprises bottles water like right. Jeez. Get off your high yep. horse. Take uh, with no. all the pictures and the look, here's a blanket. I did a good thing. Like yeah, do not like him. And I I mean I'm I, obviously not supposed to, so they're doing a good job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um I don't remember if I brought this up a couple weeks ago. And if I didn't, then shame on me. Do you think he might be the father of Cat's son? Oh, no, you didn't bring this up. I don't think you did. Um, because they have that little interplay, don't they? Yeah. And yeah, when he Kat's brings him on the train. Clearly smart. Yes. Oh, and he did bring him on the train. Yes. Ooh, that's good. I wouldn't. I don't think I ever would have thought of that. I'm going to say yes. You're correct, and this is going to be your time to shine in the theory. Bill. All right, mm-hmm. I'll take it. I think so because, like, yes, they had that moment. Cat and and Maxwell had that moment uh, at the uh, the launch party when they danced. Um, that was a pretty sensual moment, and she always calls him Max. And she talked, and they, you know, she made she made jokes about his male anatomy that were that were you know just jokes that you know taken out of context could be like oh okay she's just trying to humble him but maybe she knows um, and she she just took him down a peg they were flirting but she was trying to to um, keep him in place and she she talks about him in a very familiar way and then her son is 
very smart and he, he had that moment with with her son what and he may not know that he's the father if 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 he is he may not even know but um there did didn't seem to be some sort of a bond there um where he seemed to be like looking after this kid um whether he knows he's the father or not so my theory is i'm going to i'm going to say this is my theory i think that maxwell lord is the father i'm going the only thing that would stop me from agreeing with you completely is that they're they have a big age difference um, okay. Like I would say, twenty years of an age difference, maybe. Yeah, I, I still think it's possible. I think it's. I, po- I think mean, it's certainly possible. it's possible because even if there is a twenty year difference, that's like the the age of the yeah, sun is that, totally possible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about the age. No, I think I'm not. It, I think it fits. You know what? You're right. Semantics. You are. No, I. I think you're. I think you're right about that. That's a twist I never really even thought about. I'll be interested to see if that turns out to be the case. I hope so. I hope I, I hope I called this one. But um, very, very interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. Um, so th- let's talk about the last couple of minutes of the episode. Um, we get hashtag balcony talk again. Um, uh, yes. Which I'm going to refer to every time we see somebody talking on a balcony. Hashtag balcony talk. Um, hashtag balcony talk. And we get a rare smile from Kat. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I, I thought was real nice. Supergirl induced. Um, even Supergirl can pass off inspiration to Cat, who used inspiration to inspire Supergirl. It was this big, it was this big circle of inspiration that was going around. Um, yep. But I thought that was a real nice moment, and then totally ruined by getting attacked by some Kryptonians who were wearing some super cool blue belts. Yeah. Yeah, I for a moment I was I was a little uh, I was like distracted by what they were wearing. Um, yeah, actually, to try I tried to figure out what the was whole going time. on. I, I was like, yeah. yeah, I wasn't even listening to the conversation. I was like, "What are they wearing with their little blue belts?" Yeah, <laughs> what are those? Yeah, uh, yeah. I but so Astra's back, and yeah. this time she's gonna kick Astra. Yeah, this time. Oh, nice, good. I was gonna say this time it's even more personal than the time it was personal. You know, <laughs> it's personal. Yeah, bubbler. yeah. She is not happy. She is not happy. So we're heading into our winter finale next week, and um, and it looks like things are kicking into high gear between her and Astra. Interesting that they chose. So they chose to give us this reveal, the John Jones reveal, in this episode, and then go back to the Kryptonian, uh, you know, Fort Ross Kryptonian uh, storyline, and and you know, take that, take us into the uh, hiatus with that. Uh, and we don't know yet uh, when the show is returning in the uh in the new year so it could be it could be a while you know sometimes these hiatuses will go till uh past january or you might only get a couple episodes in january and then more hiatus so um you know it it may be a while before we get more we don't have any um information past next the next episode so we'll see well after next week we only have 12 episodes left we have 13 including next week um so and they gotta they gotta stretch that till may so, yeah, presumably, yes. Presumably, well, you would. Fi- I would assume so because of May sweeps. So right, right, right. Um, yeah. So there we go. We got some Astro War. We got some Martian Manhunter. Who I could still just, I could still just talk about with you for a long time. But I think, oh man, just I'm actually well, just staring hear- at the photo right now. I can't help it. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I want to hear from our listeners about the uh, about the Martian Manhunter and the reactions to, to everything that happened this episode. Um, so, if you guys have have thoughts, um, please send them to us. Supergirl TV Talk at gmail dot com. Um, we will we will return to our uh, our you know regularly scheduled. Uh, uh, follow-up segments uh, in an episode coming up soon. But send us your thoughts there uh, at TV Supergirl on Twitter. Supergirl TV Talk dot uh, uh, com uh, on iTunes on Stitcher Radio on the Overcast app uh, on the uh, Satchel Media Player all these great places and keep in mind um, during the uh, during the hiatus and and uh, in January when uh, Legends of Tomorrow starts on the CW we will be covering that with uh, some friends of ours over at Legends TV Talk. 
that'll be uh, that'll be the podcast to look for um, in your uh, in your favorite podcatcher, and uh, it'll be a roundtable of all of us guys from uh, Arrow TV Talk and uh, Flash TV Talk and uh, Starkville House of L um, slash Starkville Labs. Uh, we'll all be kind of you know r- roundtabling and, and different combinations of us will get together and, and talk about new episodes of, of uh, Legends of Tomorrow over at Legends TV Talk. So look out for that as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we also do a Beer with Geeks every week, uh, where Tim and I just sort of geek out with our favorite beers um, over uh, over whatever kind of geeky things we feel like talking about. This past uh, week, we, uh, we talked about Jessica Jones, and that was a real fun conversation. And uh, we have some great stuff coming up, so um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, as a quick programming note, uh, next episode of Supergirl TV Talk may or may I may or may not be there uh, depends on some travel arrangements coming up for the holidays and everything so depending on how we can time it all out Tim may be coming to you uh, with uh, with another friend of ours but um, so if I don't get to talk to you guys before then you know I wish you all uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all of that um, but uh, with any luck I, I will be able to to join Tim next week to talk about uh, episode 8 Hostile Takeover uh, Tim any final thoughts um, I want to go read every comic I can possibly find that has the Martian Manhunter in it. That's a good thought. And then I will try to theorize more things about other things. That's it. That's my final thought. That sounds like a good idea, my friend. I'm kind of indeed. losing my train. I'll be honest. I'm kind of really losing my train of thought here. So you're just you're just the the it's 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 Jim. He's taking over your brain. You're not Tim anymore. Oh no! I feared this day would come. All right, well, we'll have to save Tim from the Phantom Zone. But until next time, up, up, and away.